is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. It's Friday, which means that uh, at any point in time in the next two hours, things can fall off the rails. Yep. And I was off the rails Friday. We we had it, we kept it on the rails pretty good this week, aside from firing Sheldon after the first game. <laughs> <laughs> well, in a must-win situation for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Must. It kind of did feel... It felt important. It felt a lot more important after Washington went up 2-1. Yeah. Of course... We are talking about uh, today a 3-2 win over the Washington Capitals on the heels of uh, Samsonov making his Toronto Maple Leaf debut. Uh, We're going to get into a ton here uh, in the next 20 minutes uh, regarding uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. But overall, I know I was joking about a a must-win feel, but... Let's go to our Sammy, not the mm-hmm. Leafs Sammy, okay. but our Sammy and you, JB, uh, just in terms of maybe a few thoughts of of watching a, a, a home opener and then watching Samsonov give up two soft goals and, and just your, your, your feeling about seeing a third one go in on him. That would have changed things significantly. You know, it... There was a moment there where it's like, it's very possible that these goalie decisions that people thought could be disastrous are disastrous. And we're going to have to figure out what to do. And quickly for the Leafs team, like the worst case scenarios start to unfold. But, you know, I, the one thing I said yesterday that I almost wish I had asked for us to clip was it was the exact recipe for the type of game where the Leafs play well coming off a little embarrassment where they get a little public berating where the stars don't get points and they're playing a team that, you know, they respect. It was the exact scenario for good Leafs, and we got the good Leafs. Overall, a much better feel than the one we had 24 hours or earlier in Montreal. Like, it, was, it wasn't great, but it got them out of that feel of, of losing to the Montreal Canadiens. I, I thought Samsonov had the reverse game that Matt Murray did. I thought Matt Murray was great for the first half of the game and then pretty bad for the second half. And then I thought it was the exact opposite for Samsonov. Mm-hmm. I thought not. He looked visibly nervous to me. Just the way he was moving around. He just looked jittery. He looked like, he, like it's the home opener. He's playing against his former team. They, they were, there were stakes for him. Yeah. Like, and I, but we were, we were also, I, if he was nervous, how about Leaf Nation watching those first two goals? How well, nervous were they? I don't think the... F- the first one was a breakdown, and he got a shot from the like the hash marks. He sh- still could have made a save. The second one, I almost fell off my couch. I was so scared after that. I actually felt for Riley turning around and seeing that go in after seeing after Riley had the same thing where he's near a guy who shoots it in the game before. Like Riley thinking, "Am I going to get any saves? Can I let anyone shoot this year?" I'm glad it got better for them after that. So, Sam, you're on the air. You did a you and JD did the post-game oh. wrap-up. If, you, if you're looking for Sam Cam, I think they can yeah. still go find it. So, I, it was me for it was me and JD for five seconds, and then his f- internet cacked out. I don't know where his internet comes from, but he's back in 1901. Comes and from it, it was me. Rogers. It was me. Oh, sh- 
Great product. Just like Sportsnet. <laughs> just like Sportsnet now, where you can find our show, Real Kipper and Born, and leave stock. But uh, so it was me legitimately talking into a camera by myself for at least six minutes. <laughs> So I got a real test, boys. <laughs> that is coming out of the gates hot, eh? <laughs> yeah, it couldn't go All much worse than that. And I, I just, I had no idea if I was on in the air. I was just talking. But it was fun. It was good. And uh, we had lots of stuff to talk about. But I, I think, to me, if we're talking, I had no idea what either of these guys are going to look like. It's check one for Samsonov, right? For trust factor. If you had, if you had to pick after seeing each of them in one game, you're, you're going Samsonov looked better, right? We're going to pick that up right off of uh, the first of uh, many Kippers Clippers uh, coming up in the show. And uh, keep in mind, later on Friday, uh, back half of our show, we're going to go to your text messages. Mm. We're going to go to YouTube and clip off uh, some questions on Friday. We'll get everybody involved uh, in, the, in the latter part of the show. But uh, in the meantime, let's go to head coach Sheldon Keefe on Samsonov advanced that he was going to be starting in this game so uh to that end I think he had lots of time to process whatever is there but there's a lot going in the game and I can see you know even late in the game some of the tv timeouts and stuff I could see some of their players kind of getting in his ear a little bit and and stuff like that who knows what they're talking about but uh well, there's lots lots of stuff to add to the to the list of things that are new to you not to mention playing the home opener here in front of our fans coming off a loss last night so uh yeah happy for him uh, here tonight that we get the win and and that he uh you know he did his did his job tonight to keep them at two i can relate uh that uh, it's not a great feeling mm-hmm. that when you leave an organization and then uh you're turned around and, and facing that organization right off the bat when i got claimed off the waiver wire yeah within 48 hours i went from being with a bunch of guys over the course of four or five years in training camps and and knowing them and training with them to facing them and listening yeah. to the chirping during the game, settle down, Caprios, who do you think you are? And yeah. Just the constant. Now I'm going to, I got to go wear colors for uh, a team that I don't know. Yeah, and, and it's weird. He, you don't have that pride in the colors yet or the logo or... And last night, here's his first game on his new team and he's facing the the guys that he knows. Yeah. It's I know it's different because it's a goalie and you don't have to go yeah. um physically get engaged with any of them, but it's still not easy. No, and it's, you know, on the evil network that shall not be named, they asked him intermission questions yesterday about uh facing Ovechkin and what that was like and you know, like he's seen um, Ovechkin shoot it and I'm sure he knows what he can do and you know, saying that, you know, Sheldon Keefe saying that those guys are in his ear and it's a lot, right? New team, your NHL career is basically on the line, on the line. Like you have a one year deal, prove it deal after a couple of not great seasons. The stakes are massive to win the crease home opener. I mean, unbelievably, that's as much pressure as you can have in the regular season. And to see him settle in and get better as the game go on, I think is an encouraging sign for Leafs fans. 100%. I, I just, the difference after seeing one game, like I said, to me, it just looks like he's got... Remember what Alzer was talking about with the skills? Like, he's just got the pop in his game. Like, I think that those kind of goals that he let in could be an issue all year. It seems like no, that... No, no, it's been an issue his whole career. And it seems like it's going to be an issue again. But to me, upside-wise, what you can work with-wise, it seems like there's a lot of more potential with him than there is with Murray, in my opinion, from what I've seen in one game each, obviously. 
Do you agree or no? I do agree. I I, I, I do agree with you. Partially. That, that okay. uh, there might be a continuation to whatever Washington went through with them. They ran out of patience, but the Leafs were happy to pick that up. Mm. And he... He may he may very well be a, a work in progress here. Yeah, but is is this now the time for the Leafs to work with a project? Well, they didn't have any <laughs> options really. It's a pretty good question there. Like, is it project time or is it maybe find an established? Well, remember Woodley time? said he expected Samsonov to get better after about six weeks of working with Curtis Sanford and making tweaks and things like that. But okay, my- all right, then then you know we all got to take a deep breath on on Matt Murray and Samsonov. And and it could take uh, a month, could yeah. take mid-November where these guys really settle in. Maybe they will be giving up a bad goal a game and you just hope that the big boys can look after that. Yeah, so to Sammy's point about talent and the same thing that Alsner said, you can see his talent. I played in the American League enough to see that there are some of the most talented players in that league who just can't get, can't do the mental side of it, whatever reason they can't get it. And oh, like the nationwide tour? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, the, like all these guys. The with, the th- with the 350 drives. And, yeah, uh, some guy blacks out and shoots 57 one week and then 92 the next. Like, you know, the ability to do it in talent isn't, there's more to it than that. Matt Murray has shown whatever talent level he has that he can do it. He can get to a place where he can be consistently good, which is why you believe in him more. So, yeah, you look at the talent of Samsonov and say, okay, maybe he's going to be the guy because he's talented. Murray has got to that place before where he's been successful for a sustained run of time. So, I, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not weighing in on the goalie decision or uh, debate about who it should be all the time yet. I agree. We got to give them a little uh, more time each. All right, let's uh, let's bump it down to uh, a Kipper's Clipper of Samsonov uh, describing how he was feeling after the game. You got uh, that one? You know, uh, a lot of emotion, you know, in the first period. Uh, I mean, you know, like uh, first game with the Leafs for me and uh, with my old team. Uh, but, you know, I'm enjoying, you know, uh, I get some smile right now. We win an important game for us. I got I got some smile right now. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it, too. You know, you come through with a win. I got some smile right now, too, boys. It's Friday. Leafs won. He's got some smile. Um, I think you may need I got some tried. smile as a clip. Go ahead. He's <laughs> a happy guy. Yeah. Why wouldn't you be? Uh, yeah, we have an I'm so happy clip, too, as we well. Do. do we not? Yeah, Let's yeah, play that as yeah, well. Yeah. He's unbelievable. You know, he's got a great work, you know. Uh, I told you. My, Justin Hall? My uh, Justin work much easier with time. Everybody block a shot, you know. Like, thank you, guys. Thank you, defensemen. You know, like, thank you, fans. Uh, I'm so happy. They're <laughs> <laughs> gonna love him. The fans are gonna love this guy. Oh no, no, is no. it Russian Jack Campbell here? What's I, going I, on? Russian Jack I, I think he's. <laughs> I Sergey think there, there, there is uh, a lot of potential to uh, be a little bit of a fan favorite here. Not a. I don't know if he can ever fall into as quickly as Jack did. Right. With that love affair between uh, the fans and, and Jack, but. Yeah, just there, move on. There might, <laughs> there might be a, a chance for. Uh, I'm so happy. Yeah. Thank you, fans. You gotta love guys uh, who so struggle with the language, but try. I think that this. In ter- I don't know if it's the same in all fan bases. I'm just talking because it's least, Leaf uh, show here, and I'm a Leaf fan. But the fandom with goaltending in this city can go like go either way fiercely. 
you know, like you think of the guys that were loved here, like Jack Campbell last year was fiercely loved. You think of Cujo, how much he was loved. Belfour, Felix. how much Felix, like, feel like the goalies here, t- people are dying to get behind them. It's incredible they, that Freddie they, never had that love. That, that love was never there for Freddie. It really Anderson. wasn't. It uh, really wasn't. No. He was good, so people didn't mind him, but no Kipper, one loved honestly, Freddie. like, I, it, it only started yeah. when uh, the, the reputation followed him for post-game. That's all. During the season, I, I, I do believe that uh, he had he had he, a lot of support. He just never came through in big moments. I guess that's what it comes down to for being loved. Like, you think of what Cujo did for the Leafs in the playoffs in those years. You think of what yes. Belfour did. You think of what Felix Potvin did. Like, those are the reason. The reason people love them is because they were really good in big games, and Freddie Anderson was never that. Awesome gear, too. That's important. Yes. Excellent. Samsonov looks great, by the way. Love his helmet. You like the gear? Good gear. Mm, could be a little bit more. Yeah. To me. But yeah, anyways. Quiet. I just, I. I'm a more subdued dresser in general. Don't be that guy that looks at the cover of the book, please. <laughs> don't. Gotta evaluate the cover no, of the book. You do. Don't. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> so what I'm saying is I think that there's an opportunity for either of these guys for the fans to jump behind them if they if they get hot and run with it. Like, I think people in the city generally but, like but goalies. sentiment matters, and you can 100%. see early who would have it. I'm very happy. They will stick to, I guess, that public uh, philosophy that Kyle hit us all with at uh, Matt Murray starting Saturday night. They'll, they'll, they'll almost look at a... Maybe uh, an altering thing, if if anything, which it's I, also his former team too. So that's that helps any break any quarter sort of tie. obvious decision to go back to Murray. Yeah, no question that yeah. helps. Yes, but so okay. So should we further on with the fan thing and go into who, who the, your guy was there last night, Sammy? Oh, do you man. want to do that, Kipper? I don't know. Is this a waste of time too? Like talking about book covers? No, no, no. <laughs> You're okay with this? The Rock. Yeah, The Rock was there. Dude, the that- Rock was there. How much they paid The Rock it, to be there? I got think? invited to the, the. He did a. He did. Um, I think he was in the rec room for Cineplex. Yeah, yeah. And uh, right after our show, I got invited to that. I passed. And what? Then, and then I passed going to the game last night. Oh, Kipper. But I like The Rock. I love The Rock. So my daughter finds out he was at the uh, at the game, and she loves The Rock. Yeah. And she's like, did you meet him? I'm like, uh, no, nah, I stayed on the couch. <laughs> we, we had a fascinating conversation <laughs> before we came on air. I don't think you were there. Just saying, how famous is The Rock? And we were talking about, like, he's... In terms of men on planet Earth, he is probably a top 20 most famous men on Earth. Non-athlete division, well, top not, 10. Well, not including athlete yeah. division, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but non-athlete division, like actor, everyone else. He's a top 10 Brad famous Pitt, guy. Brad Clooney. Yes. Derek, do we have um, Samson, Samsonov uh, talking about how famous he is? Oh, yeah. Can we go to that <laughs> clip? How well does Sammy know him? Yeah, that's a good point. Did you have any idea that The Rock was, was here until you, <laughs> until you went something? I didn't. This is no, Matthew's talking about. No, that's okay. Any wrestling fan? The Rock is not building? Uh, wrestling. Wrestling The Rock? Do you know who The Rock is? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. You don't know who The Rock is? And it's pretty baffling to I, come across. Maybe it was a language thing, too. Like... That's because he's been sleeping under one. <laughs> if you don't know who The Rock is. So, you know who does? No? Okay. <laughs> the rest of the team, that's good. I so like it. I want to, okay, we got to give credit where it's due here. Pete Blackburn, who's great on Twitter, he sent out a, a tweet saying that The Rock is a big phony. So first of all, can we play the clip of him cheering the fans on, like getting Let's Go Leafs going? Because we got to have a discussion on that too. So 
So he's taking a beating for this, eh? Let's go Leafs. Wow, well, let's go Leafs. Go. We know that. So why not? Why not just let's go? Leafs? I, let's go. Sports team is common. I don't think it's a big faux pas. Like I don't know. Maybe I'm not oh, Toronto goal, enough. Goal Leafs go has led them to such great heights. Nothing. <laughs> like, nothing's worked. So yeah. Well, let's go Leaf City. Then now. then we got to change the goal song then with the Hall yes. and Oates. Get rid of that. That was disappointing to hear that that's back. Was I, it not? I absolutely love Yacht Rock, fellas. Big Yacht I, Rock guy, but we got to get rid of that. I I can't. Every time I hear that song in a car or anywhere outside that building, I automatically think of first-round losses. It's just associated <laughs> with too much failure. Too much. I could not agree more. That's all. It just, I, I, I cringe when I hear it now. I agree. Oh. So get, get The Rock's entrance music when they score or something? So then the other side of that, after he said, let's go Leafs, Pete Blackburn tweeted out that he's a big phony because this is from back in the day. I don't know when this is from. But this is just The Rock as a wrestler in his absolute prime cutting promos. And this clip is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. So can we play that, Derek? The jabroni beaten now by eating trailblazing, eyebrow raising, stronger than a bear, faster than a buck, the biggest thing to hit Canada because the maple leaves suck. Oh. <laughs> oh, that is, the man. He's the best. He's the, the best. best. Now, are you a wrestling guy? Uh, I liked it then. Okay. When so I was a kid, I loved it. Do, do we the know rock. if The Rock at that point was heel playing a villain? He was heel at that point. Okay. For sure. All right. So, yeah. I mean, that's all played into the script then. Because the Maple and Leafs that, was suck. That, was that in Toronto? Was oh, that? yeah. It was in Toronto, and the video is so good because there's a guy in the front row wearing a Leafs jersey after he says Maple Leafs suck that just <gasps> erupts out of his seat. It's so mad. Do we have uh, Austin on The Rock? We do have the Austin on The Rock, yeah. We're all over this today. Rock coverage. I didn't. No, I didn't. It was, uh, yeah, I was, uh, you know, just TV timeout, kind of minding my own business, and I look up and the rock comes flying out of nowhere. It was, uh, it was pretty cool. Obviously, he got the he got the building going pretty good, but uh, yeah, it's it's pretty, uh, you know, cool to see a guy uh, like that come by and obviously get the crowd going. It was pretty sweet. Now would. The Beeb be jealous of the respect that Austin just showed The Rock? Is there a chance that they could be at a MMA fight? I think they can have a polyamorous relationship and I, have some other... Austin likes the that celebrity stuff a little bit more. He does. Loves Austin it. wants to be and I'm, is a celebrity. Yeah. Uh, I was that guy once upon a time. Yeah, you want it in there? Oh, I might. Like, you you go to the L.A. Forum and your head's spinning. You're trying to focus on the puck. But you love, you're, like, you're like a movie buff. You I, love all I, that I, stuff. I used to be, yeah. You still I used are. To you still like to watch shows and stuff, no? No, no, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, you just you get older and you're looking yeah. at somebody and they're not that movie star anymore. Yeah. They're just some schmuck who's got a job, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Scram beat it. <laughs> I like I know it's no, like it's a big deal like the Leafs like it's not like it's some small time operation here but I do think it's kind of cool that he was at the Leafs game last night. I How think about, it's a super famous guy at the rink. Austin That's cool acknowledging that and then you got Bisonette well, uh, chirping Sidney Crosby. Oh my god. He during the game. game and Sid hears him like he's just talking he's to him He's cutting a promo to him on the ice. He's telling him to take it easy on Spin the Chicklet boys a new level of yeah, fame by just, the way. It's ridiculous those guys. <laughs> How do you think that would have gone over with Sid? Well, I don't know you Sid's a, that. like I don't, I don't know if anyone else could do it Sid's but Sid's a pretty kind of laser focused. Well, yeah, I, I think I bet you'd so. be embarrassed about it big time. 
Like on the ice? I, I think he would be uncomfortable For with sure. it. For sure. Right? No. Also, doubt. if you're the Coyotes, like you're down three Cobb, like Biz, maybe we're not tying yes. up public embarrassment yeah. here is maybe like, not like perfect. We need timing. you to go kiss Sid's ass <laughs> so we can stay in the game. Really? <laughs> I would have Either way, it was, it was something. From a Coyote's point of view, too, it's like. Yeah. Hey, hey, Biz, uh, we're going to try to win this on our own. You don't have to highlight the you, deficit you have, right now. You, you don't have to beg Sid to back <laughs> off us. But, anyways. Uh, oh, yeah, the hockey and the Leafs. Yeah. So. Uh, better. Jake Muzzin was better. Mm-hmm. Leafs D was better. Mm-hmm. Yes. You better. Thought? Yeah. Way better. Uh, easy on the way better. I. Top their way back. Oh, okay. All right. When when you say way better, we are comparing that's it. commentary to the first, yeah. the first game. Okay. Yes. All right. Way better. Still not very good in your opinion, but um, can we just for a second look at their opponents last night and say that uh, their best centerman was Nick Dowd? Yeah, Caps are struggling, huh? And. Uh, the most noticeable guys were Hathaway. Their hardest working, most noticeable guys were Hathaway and Connor Sheary. Mm-hmm. That and line was good. It's good fourth line. Really good. Yeah, they were they were by far the most effective line. Yeah, the whole night. and and if that remains They're pretty much going to lose a lot. Yes, they won't make the playoffs. No. And Ovi, I can't recall a quieter game from. An Ovechkin in a long time. Kuznetsov, who you can argue is almost as talented as anyone on the ice, uh, was a no-show. That happens. So, I mean, that is not a team that uh, it was perfect for the Leafs, mm-hmm. but Caps going on back not, to back. Not, with uh, not like they had a, a a great push to win a hockey game here. And I think that you you take it in stride. Yeah, totally, way- totally much better. Totally uh, a feel good. We got the two points, but not, not a great push or challenge from the Washington Capitals. And we had spoke, at least I did, on how the Leafs' power play let them down against mm-hmm. Montreal. Um, um, walk it in, boys. You you don't get a power play going. Washington had ample opportunity. To uh, to score on the power play, I think the closest was a crossbar off of Ovechkin last night. Yeah, but that was it. Yeah, that was it. So I, I didn't see a team that that struggled a lot. But uh, the most I got of that was the presence of Hathaway and and Sheary. That that was a good uh, fourth line, as as good as I think I'll see all year. I like the idea that Bunting gave a little pushback to Hathaway. We mentioned in our group chat like Bunting <laughs> yeah. does not want that fight. Maybe not. The guy to go after yeah, on that team, but but at least he's mad that Matthews For got sure. run, and he's like a present. You know, we said it needs a team effort. At least yeah. he's trying. God, I'm trying to win a Stanley Cup, and you're giving medals for trying. Well, listen, no one else is. I, what do you want? Do you want him to not do it, or do you want him to do it? I want him to do it, but I also want the Leafs to acknowledge that if Bunting's going to be our guy all year to do that, um, we may have an issue here. And I think that's going to, at some point, rear its head where Bunting's going, okay, do I have to fight Garnet Hathaway's? Because he's going to punch my nose through the back of my skull. I got a few chats going every Leaf game. Yeah. Was it you? I, I sent a message to you uh, saying uh, th- they're running Austin early here. Yeah. They, they took some runs at him. Wasn't me, but okay. Okay. Yeah. D- did you see the same thing? I did. I thought both games he was getting some runs taken. Okay. 
Is there? Um, but then he took one. Is back. there a trend going on right now here with the next team, like the Ottawa Senators, who are coming in, and we'll have Jason York uh, join us in about twenty minutes to tee that one up. Would they not be looking at that and going, I, I got a bit of a green light here. If I look down the Leaf roster and my biggest worry is that Michael Bunting oh, is, gonna, is coming after me, I, I, I'm doing okay here. I'm Zach Aston Reese watching this. I'm rubbing my face at home going, oh, God, I got seven fights coming this year. <laughs> you know, fought three times last year. This is It's going to have to be me. <laughs> Is it not? Like, if you're looking at the lineup, you're going, Nick Dowd, oh, man. Nick Dowd and, took and a good fairness, run at him. Matthews is showing, he's demonstrating that he won't be just abused. Four hits in the first game, six last night. And he was second on the team. The or, by far biggest one of his career. Okay. And absolutely All right. so, smunched that so dude. Maybe that's a good sign, but I I, I still look from a, from a pure Austin Matthews a game, and we saw out of it out of Connor McDavid early, and yeah. Nathan McKinnon shined. But I see a relatively slow start for Austin Matthews in two I games. Got a C and a C plus for his two games. Okay, so far. all right. Now, if if now he's starting to think about more uh, a physical element to his game, and he is now going to up his hits. To, to four and six, and now he's thinking about that. Does that take away his ability to go out there and think about scoring 60 goals? Because maybe that's going on early here. Yeah, you know, like I, I find it hard to believe it would happen in the first game against Montreal. I just don't think he was particularly effective. But I get the point that you're driving at here, that like is this something you want him to have to deal with if people feel like they can take liberties and it's just a green light and Matthews has to stick up for himself all year? You know, I that's why I like that Bunting's like you can't do that because someone has to. But yeah, it's not. Uh, it's I, something to keep an eye on for the year. For I, sure. to be honest, fellas, I absolutely love the trend of Matthews throwing his weight around. It's great. By the way, I wrote an article on Matthews three or four years ago. He averaged a hit every four games. Oh, he, he's complete, he ain't that anymore. No, it's the last two seasons he's made a considered effort to get more physical. And last night he threw the biggest hit of his career, and the crowd went absolutely nuts. They started chanting MVP. Yeah. So listen. I agree that you don't necessarily you're worried about people taking liberties with him because he's already taken some weird falls and like there's just been some stuff in the first two games with him where I've been like oh god like hold my breath a couple times but the fact that he's throwing hits and like doing what he does now I would if he scores like you've said before scores 45 goals and he's throwing his weight around he's playing that style I'd love it I'd 10 times out of 10 take it if they're if they're winning and playing as well as they usually are yeah I, I love it. We'll, I'm fired we'll see up if by the it. if follows, though, right? And I think that if he stays healthy, if he plays like that, is also relevant here. Is that the, the one thing that risk? really stood out for me, though, watching uh, a guy like Hathaway is that Austin Reese, Kubel, Ube Kubel, Ube Kubel, uh, they ain't that guy. They'll, they'll, they can have good four checks. They can, you can look at the stat sheet and, uh, and see four or five hits, but they will never have a presence like a guy like Hathaway. Nope. No. You know, I, oh, microphone. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, you know, if Garnet Hathaway was that valuable, he'd make yeah. $5 million. You know, like he's, 
He's a very good. Oh, they're all making a mil, million and a half. That's, right. Uh, he's a very good guy in that role, in that spot. You know, maybe one of the best in the league. The Leafs yeah. don't have that. Well, maybe if the Caps suck, the Leafs can trade for him at the deadline. <laughs> trade trade but, for Garnet Hathaway. And this is the old saying is that we can look at the Leafs and say great regular season team. Mm-hmm. And then what happens in the playoffs? And, you know, are they built for the playoffs? Oh, no. This is a lineup that looks to me right now that should shape up for a great regular season. Oh, see, I think the bottom six right? is way better. Way better than it's been in the past. But I didn't see a physical presence in the first two games that tell me it's way different. Do you have to be physical? Or or maybe we need to give them more time. But do you have to be physical and to what extent? Yeah, yeah, you need to have a physical presence. Abe Kubel was the fourth liner who just won a Stanley Cup. How physical do you have to be in that role? You're playing with who? Helm and. I don't know. I, I don't feel like it was, you know, off the back of. Kubel. No, I don't either. Okay. I agree that it would be winning in spite was, of. Was not... Kubel a, a free agent? Yeah. Yeah. Was there a lineup? Was there teams bidding on him? Was there, that's, you're telling me the Stanley Cup champion that helped? No. Right. But I'm telling you, this is a team that's finding cheap scraps that are hopefully good enough that the superstars I can. I know. It's almost like the head coach but of the Toronto Maple Leafs addressed this very thing. <laughs> well, we should, we should hear from it's, him on it's, this. It's, uh, you you tend not to win with cheap scraps. You 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 win with Goudreaux's and Coleman's and they those were cheap type when of, they won with them. Those type of they third and fourth line guys. Yep. Right. Those so, guys. Those guys I are mean, impactful. I, and then they get five I, listen, or six. Listen, it's million. early. They are in many ways a new look. Fourth line's a big deal. A new look. I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt, but at some point I. I, I need to see more out of them from a, a physical kind of yeah. demeanor. For I the love Leafs. that we can now go to Sheldon Keefe. He has a on his bottom six and his third line. Should we do bottom six here? Let's do bottom six. Well, it's early. It's early, but that in terms of <laughs> right, how right. I'm deploying the team, and you know, it, it feels different on the bench. I feel like we've got a lot more guys that can take on defensive responsibilities and defensive load. Uh, play against anybody. I don't have to be too concerned about matchups. Um, I think, you know, in a game like tonight, you can just sort of see the minutes. You know, some of our top guys, their minutes are going to come down, and some of the, the, the you know, those, those other lines are going to go up. It's just the nature of the game, whether that's if the game is close or we're winning or if there's a lot of penalty kills. You're going to see sort of, you know, how that, how that goes. So that's something I'm going to have to monitor. But, um, you know, it's a good feeling, and I think there's a, there's a real sense of, uh, value and togetherness on our bench. Everybody knows they have a, a part in everything. All right, seems like a decent game plan. Kumbaya. Until you get punched in the nose, right? Yeah. Tyson says. Yep. Mike Tyson says, and then uh, where are you? So yeah, I, I think it's great that you think that you can throw out that fourth line with four or five minutes to go, but most often you better have a lead because. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the big boys, they like their, their minutes. They like their cookies. They don't want to be sitting on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested to, to see the evolution of that line and, and to see if they do get someone. I can't help but wonder, like, do you think they would keep Simmons around if Simmons were okay being healthy scratched most of yeah. the time till there's injuries? It, it doesn't sound that way to me. What about he's, Cliffy Boy? Uh, He's off the roster right now, right? He's yeah. kind of in no man's land. Also, do you want to be a veteran who fights? 
Like, yeah. young guys are willing to go do it. Do you want to go do it in your 30s? Like, does Kyle Clifford want to go fight six times and dress 12 yeah. times? Simmons is skating, I think, with some of the guys like Jordy Ben, but uh, like I, I think they even took his stall away from him at MasterCard. He's not... He's not, not part, part of it. No, yeah. he's not part. Well, I'm surprised uh, Gary Bettman and the league goons haven't kicked down the door to stop that from happening yet in Toronto. Right? What's that, sorry? Well, that I'm surprised that the, the league hasn't kicked down the door for Wayne Simmons skating with the team. I'm sure they'll find a the something wrong with the Toronto Maple Leafs doing that. No. You know? Like no. when they had refs at their skate, they're like, oh, you can't do that. Remember that? I'd yeah, feel, yeah, I do. So. Yeah. Yeah, hey, I, I, I don't know. That that wouldn't be a big deal to the league. Tack would him it? onto the salary I mean, cap. He's, not, he's, he's got 900. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I, maybe I sp- spoke out of term, but he's not with the Marlies. No, and he's not with the Leafs. So maybe he's skating on his own, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But it is it is a funny concept, though. Like, what can you legally do with a guy? Can you have a guy that is just on his own till you want him, and if you want him, well, you it's can bring not him a cap in? issue because uh, his. His cap. I think his mate, his money stays on the book. They waived him. They, they waived, waived him. him. Yeah, but his money's currently on the books. But, but I think it's nine fifty that remain. Like you could send a five million dollar player down. Um, you but, still got to wear one point two. But, but you, the hit. you, I got this backwards. Uh, last time. Yeah, no, I think you got a one point two. I think all of it stays on except the one point two. So if yeah. if Muzzin is. Muzzin has a horrible year, and they want to waive him. Uh, they can't bury his his salary in the minors entirely. Entirely, yeah. Son, they get some relief, but not yeah. Um, Keith also spoke on his third line. Uh, they scored a nice goal last night. Kerfoot hits Yarncroft in the back door. Uh, in my article today, I compared Cali Yarncroft to my 2009 Volkswagen Jetta, which is it's pretty good. I like it. It's fine. Unremarkable. <laughs> Your thoughts on Yarncroft so far? A guy that uh, looks like maybe uh, Akasha. I mean, right? Yeah, that's that's know. a good comparison, actually. Sure. He's works hard, like last night. Skates well. Kerfoot hit a hit him with a tremendous pass, and he's got the ability to uh, put some in, beat guys as he did on his goal. Yeah, want a face off. He's a guy that's gonna find ways to get around you. He ain't he ain't going through you. No. If you see him on the first line, you're in trouble. See him on the second line, you're not you're but not doing great. If you're not Third line, you're overly fine. physical and you've had stretches that you've haven't scored, that's when you're gonna find out more about Jan Kroc, uh much like Calgary did, I think, yeah. last season. All right, let's hear from Keith on uh, the third line. Well, I, I think it can be a line that I can rely on defensively, but has the ability to, to contribute offensively for us as well. Um so it's a bit of a hybrid, uh, you know, of sort of, uh, you know, our sort of a, the, the camp line takes on a lot of real hard defensive assignments, doesn't get a whole lot of offense, and then Kerfoot's going to be somewhere in the middle there. Uh, he's getting a little bit of both, um, you know, coming out on the fly a lot more and, and that. But today, just the nature of the game, there was a lot of face-offs. There's more face-offs in our D zone than I would have liked. Um, so I had to use more than just the camp line in that situation. But, uh, you know, I thought he won some big face-offs for us. Yarn Kroc on the right side, won, you know, won a big face-off for us on the penalty kill eight. Uh, those guys just bring a lot of versatility to us. The whole plan here is just have the top guys score and hope everyone else hangs <laughs> yes. on. 100%. Yeah, it does seem that way. 
yeah, we can kind of use them to do whatever. It'll just get us to the next chip to the, in to, every to once the in a Mitch while. Marner shifts, well, and then we'll be okay. I think Marner was awesome last yeah, night. Yeah, I think the, way. the goal. I think what you mentioned there, maybe not just hold on, but have the top guys score and have the bottom two lines be really responsible, mm-hmm. like as responsible defensively as possible. Because I don't think I think the top line's been pretty bad defensively to start the to start the year. Like I feel like they've been on the ice for a lot of goals against for the three, for the first two games. Um, so I think it's important that the bottom half of the lineup is just responsible and let the other people do the thing. But I think that line's decent. Yarn Crook and, and Kerfoot and, and Angval. They can skate. They can pass. You know, they can, they can shoot it in the net a little bit here. I don't mind them. I really don't. It's okay for a third line. Blue line, Hall make a bit of a recovery off of uh, I thought they looked good, but I, the think, opener. I think Sandine looks way behind. Yeah, that's concerning. It's crazy how much camp seems to matter. Yeah. It's crazy. Like uh, I... Yeah, but at the same time, there are issues with him defensively, being learning the craft of being an NHL defenseman. And on his offside. That's got to – you, you got to weigh in on that. that uh, it's year it, four it has, now, it, though. Yeah, I know. Three, I guess. Year three, for yeah. real. Uh, at some point, you're going to have to go, okay, this is – is this just him? Yeah. Or – are we going to stay patient here? And, I feel uh, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, you just stay patient with uh, him and and his development. I feel like they did this with Dermot, where it was like he came up pretty early, and they were like, "Okay, he's great in this third pair role. If you don't, you know, give him tough assignments, we actually like his results." And every time they tried to give him more, they, it didn't work out, and then they shied away from giving him more because of that. And I hope that Sandine's not in that spot where they're like, "We have to protect this guy. We can't use him in any sort of important." To me, it just. The gap control, like I always, seems like he's getting caught a lot early, and it's maybe that's because of missing camp. But I feel like that's always kind of been a knock on him. It just seems like guys find a way to get around him to the outside. Like he's still physical. Like he throws his weight around. He threw his weight around a couple times in the third period last night when he's really getting engaged. But it just, I don't know, it just feels behind to me. Looks like he's getting beaten a lot, and I don't know if that's missing camp or that's maybe just him. I don't know. Well, Hall would be the odd man out once Lilligreen comes back, correct? Over Sandine? Mm. I think they're dying. They got to be dying to get Sandine out. And, no? No. I, I, or maybe it's one of those things where you need him to just play and well, get so up then speed. Do you play, so then do you play uh, Lilligreen with Muzzin? Like, do you go the left-right thing? Do you just a straight replacement? Or do you put Sandine up there with him? Because to me... Like, I, we always have a tough time with Hall here because, you know, we outline the good things he does. Not a lot of them have yeah. the puck on his stick. But, like, I feel like he's kind of in there. He kills penalties on the ice for the most time during penalty kill. I don't know. Yeah, it's I, a tough one. I think they do envision a, a world with Sandine and Lilligren. As partners. As, well, playing. Both in the six. Yeah. Right? And... I think Gio had good success with Lilligren, did he not? Did yeah, he not? They, they were did really he, good as did, a pair. Did Gio the not settle Lilligren down yep. when he came? And like that's that veteran presence that uh, where, where Gio can really work with a guy. And a guy like Lilligren's eyes should be wide open when Gio talks. At least he's a right shot. Like He's natural fit with him. He's played with him a little bit. Like yeah. That is a pair. So maybe that's it. And then you got Riley and TJ uh, Brody. And what, what's Muzzin, Muzzin and Sandine? And Justin Hall out. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see it. You know, Sammy did mention the penalty kill, which it's been very good, and Hall's their top PK guy. Let's listen to Sheldon Keefe talking about that Leafs penalty kill. Yeah, yeah, all through the game. You know, obviously, we know the threat that's there with Ovechkin, and uh, Dean had a good 
good plan for the guys. The guys executed. Justin Hall, the number of times flexing out there and sacrificing himself to, you know, you know you're going to get hit with that thing. It's not a comfortable feeling, but uh, steps in there multiple times, gets the job done. And six on four, late, didn't give up much. Uh, you know, those are the kind of things early in the season that, I mean, six on four especially. As I don't think that's one, that's anything we've we've worked at yet. But uh, guys competed, got the job done. Got the job done. It's really all PK is. Work hard. Stay in the lanes. Straight lines. Yeah, Stop straight and lines. Stop start. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We got Jason York uh, after the break. He's going to help us tee up the Ottawa Senators. Losers to the Buffalo Sabres, 4-1. Uh, seemed like it was a closer game. Yeah, 2-1. Uh, 2-1 late. Yeah. And, uh, and a pretty good goaltending battle. Craig Anderson still getting it done <laughs> for the Buffalo Sabres. But we'll get his thoughts on the Battle of Ontario and how much it means more this year than in uh, years past. Also, Rick Tockett, real good friend of the show, TNT hockey analyst, and uh, all-time leader in Gordie Howe hat tricks. What a guy. Do you think if we asked the current players today what's a Gordie Howe hat trick, they would know? It sounded like <laughs> Samson off talking about The Rock. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, a Gordie Howe hat trick? Uh, we'll find out after the break. Real Kipper and Bourne. On our YouTube channel. Covering the Raptors in depth like no one else. The Raptor Show with Will Lou. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. day for the Toronto Maple Leafs after winning 3-2 over the Washington Capitals. They sit at home and they wait for the Ottawa Senators, which brings us to our next guest, Jason York, former NHLer, Sportsnet Hockey Canada analyst, and one of my favorite guests last year. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, do I have to refer to you as columnist Nick Kiprios now? <laughs> Anything you want, Yorkie. <laughs> I love it. I, 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 I read your article. What do you uh, think? What do you think? Well, I, I thought it was great. I, I 100% agree with you. I 100% agree with you. Um, and uh, I wanted to ask you about writing, though. I wrote for about three years for the Ottawa Sun, and I have never been so nervous in my life because once you write something, and Barney, you can attest to this, you can't, it's on paper. Yeah. And it can be, and it, <laughs> There's no revisionist and, and it, history. It it's... really lasts forever. It really. You can't, and, and, and everybody takes, you, you, somebody can look at what you wrote and, and think exactly something totally different than what you mean. And it's just, that, that's the thing that really bothered me about it. It was fun, but it was, I, I, I was very anxious when I did it. And, uh, Anyways, I'm sure you don't care. Because, no, uh, it's it's the first thing that went through my mind is that, you know, I could say something really dumb, but a year from now, it might it might be oh, hard. Radio which, which disappears. Do, it's hard to find, <laughs> yeah, right? To the mountain. Yeah, Derek grabs some stuff. Good, good luck finding it, right? But writing exactly. it, it takes two oh. seconds. It takes two seconds, but I I hope it'll be a good experience. That's all. Oh, it's fun. No, it's fun. I'm just, it's fun. It's just, uh. Uh, it was challenging, but I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you. So I hope you do too. Appreciate it. And uh, just in terms of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Saturday night, the Ottawa Senators are in Toronto. Uh, your thoughts so far on um, 
on what you've seen out of the Ottawa Senators and the build-up and the young kids and, and the signing and where, where are they? I know it's coming off a disappointing loss to the Buffalo Sabres last night, but overall, uh, you know, where are you with this organization? Well, number one, I'll say this about the team and the city. The, the whole mood has changed from, you go back to the last two, three years, it's been so negative, so pessimistic, uh, always dumping players. You, you saw Pajot leave, you saw Stone leave. This is the first summer in a long time where there's a buzz in the city. Like Ottawa's buzzing, people are happy, season tickets are up 60%. Um, but here's the thing I always say to people. At the beginning of the year, and you guys know this, we used to say 30 teams, was there now 32 teams? There's 32 happy teams because everyone's in first place. So there's no, it, it's great and, and, and expectations are high, but with the Ottawa Senators, I, I'm a little more, I'm not going to say pessimistic. I think they're about two years, maybe one and a half from being a really good hockey team. I just think you have to be careful. I think they're going to be a lot better. I think they're going to challenge for a playoff spot. I just don't – got to be careful because there's that, that defense, that back end is very young. They're one injury away from being in a lot of trouble back there. Like, you're, you're as much as I like Jake Sanderson, I'm sure you guys saw him play. Yeah. He's going he's to be one hell of a player, guys. He is, he's, he's the real deal. But I'll tell you from experience, as a defenseman, you need a couple. You need a couple. I'm going to say uh, turns around the block before you get an understanding of really how to play the position in the league. I don't care how good you are; it's just it's just that tough of a position. Um, his learning curve is going to be very quick. He played 22 minutes of the night, but there's a lot of pressure on this kid because if he's not ready to play right now. There's no other options in your top four. This is not, uh, Yorkie, this is not the way to break in a rookie on defense by um, speeding up the process. I agree with you. I, I agree with you, but I, it's, has it happened before? Yeah, for sure. You've seen defensemen come in and play really well, and I do think he's going to play really well. I, I the other day, I think I tweeted it out. I think he's going to be in the Calder conversation. I think he's that good. I think he's that good. Um, and he's playing with Travis Hamannick right now. That's my, my other question, Mark. And no disrespect to Travis Hamannick. He's had a great career. But he's, he's about was a year and a half removed from being waived from the entire NHL. Like, he, he was a top four. Now Ottawa's asking him to be a top four again. Can he do it? Well, I'm not saying he can't. There's just for me, there's a lot of question marks on the blue line. And if those two players can't do what's being asked, I think they're going to be not in a lot of trouble. Like, a lot of teams are in that same predicament. They, they don't have six strong defensemen, but I just think there's a big drop-off if those two can't play. But in saying that, we'll see. It's happened before. Uh, the forward group is much improved. I like the additions. Uh, DeBrinkett's looked excellent. Claude Drew, I think, is exactly what they needed. Veteran presence, a guy for the young guys to lean on. Uh, Forsberg, solid in that. So I like the addition of Talbot. Him getting hurt right off the bat's not going to help. But uh, I think they'll challenge for a playoff spot. I'm just not ready to say that this team is ready to be a playoff team. 
because it, it, it's really tough to make the playoffs. We all know that. I think they're going to challenge. At the end of the day, that's what Pierre Dorian wants. He, he wants to play, I, the quote is, in Ottawa, meaningful games in the spring. And I do agree with that. I think they'll play meaningful hockey down the stretch. So how do you have a positive season for these young guys if things are if they're not winning? Because I think... You know, there's something to, about managing expectations that's so important. And going into this, I know a few Senators fans who, you know, feel like they were, you know, launched into the playoff conversation alongside the Buffaloes, or sorry, the Bostons and the teams on the cusp of the division. You know, how, how can this season be positive for them if they're not having success? What do you want to see for results from this Ottawa team if they're not a playoff team to continue to further, further sort of the, the development of the prospects? Well, number one, you want to see Tim Stutzla take a big step this year. Yeah. I think you saw it. He got off to a really bad start last year. Well, a lot of pressure, high pick. He had a great second half. Number one, you want to see him take a, a big step this year. Right now, they've got him in a, a 1A, 1B, because they've got two top lines they have. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> the whole power play thing, that's, man, I wouldn't want to be close. That's going to be tough. We can talk about that later, but Stutzla, for me, uh, I want to see him take a big step. I think if he takes that step and uh, he's got all the tools, I think that's number one. You want to see Thomas Shabbat uh, play meaningful hockey games. Since he's been an Ottawa Senator, he hasn't really played in any games where there's been any pressure. Uh, it's, it's always been out of the playoffs uh, with a month or two left in the season. So for him, you want to see him play in some pressure, see him take another step and in his career, uh, Sanderson, who I mentioned, you, you want to see him come along and, and become a top four defenseman. Uh, but those are the two for me. And, 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 and also, too, like they've got a lot of young guys they've given big contracts to. Uh, Batherson, Norris, you want to see those guys continue to get better as players. You want to see Brady Kachuk continue. Um, and then the rest of the group, Art and Zub, the defenseman, you want to see him continue. He's on a nice track right now. But I, I, like I said earlier, I just you got to be careful, man. When when you put, when you all of a sudden say we're going to be a playoff team, we're ready to win right now. Sometimes that's a lot easier said than done. And, and you got to remember, the team on the other side wants to win just as bad as you do. So for me, it, it begins and ends with the defense, and it's 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 going to be how quickly can some of these young defenders back there, uh, like a Sanderson become a really good NHL player and can Travis Hamanick regain um, that type of player he, he used to be a really good player I don't know what happened in Vancouver Kipper and Borny I don't know what happened but all of a sudden no other team in the league wanted him uh, but Jack Capuano had him in New York back when he was probably playing his best hockey as a pro they think he can get back to that and if he can I think that'll uh, that'll uh, solve a lot of those questions that people have at the blue line. Well, I want to stay on the blue line. We're talking to Jason York, former NHL defenseman, current sport Sportsnet and Hockey Night in Canada analyst. When it comes to the blue line, we all know that they've been shopping around, uh, but have not come up with anything. Uh, you mentioned Thomas Shabbat, and I just want to ask you so far. Uh, his progression, where do you see his game right now? Because I look at that blue line, and you mentioned, uh, you know, a couple names here. But I, I can't imagine the pressure that this guy feels right now when he looks at his blue line um, and 
and knowing that this team's supposed to contend for a playoff. He's making $8 million. People are expecting big things out of him. And uh, I'm, I'm wondering uh, if it's a little bit too big of an ask for me, even Tom, Thomas Shabbat. They need another defenseman, Kipper. And I, I know Pierre Dorian's been shopping around. We're hearing Jacob Chickren's name all the time. He's That's a guy they're, they're targeted. I, I think in a, in a perfect world, they can add a, a right-shot defenseman to come in, maybe a guy with a year left on his contract, an older guy. That, that to me, would be ideal. Um, but, yeah, no, there's, there's a lot of pressure on Shabbat. I found it interesting watching the game last night, though. He's making $8 million, and I, and I mentioned the power play, and Barney find this interesting. They've got so many options now, and when you want to divide ice time for a power play, you know, yeah, I look at the, the break it, uh, look at the stats the other day. He was playing, I think he was in maybe the top 25 of all players for ice time in NHL. It's going to be interesting to see how they divide the ice time because I don't care. Whoever goes on first for a power play, Kipper, you know this, those guys are taking a minute and 30. So whoever's going on second is not going to be happy. Uh, And Thomas Shabbat didn't start the power play for the Ottawa Senators um, for a couple of their first looks uh, against against Buffalo Sabres. When they were on their five-on-three power play, you got an $8 million defenseman sitting on the bench. Oh, you know what? I'll get Derek to give you uh, Chris Cuthbert's uh, explanation on a, a Leaf power play and, and, oh, yeah. what, and what the second unit is. I'm going to see how quick Derek is. As the second unit comes out, then just 10 seconds left in the power play. <laughs> sounds about right. Second. It's, it's true, though. You know this. Like 10 seconds. And this is what and, and everybody's talking about Ottawa's going to have a 1A and a 1B. Okay, that's going to work if you're winning hockey games. But after a while, and I'll take I'll take Debrinket for example. I, I think he's a tremendous hockey player. He's got all kinds of skill. He's a 40 goal scorer. How many guys in the NHL score 40 goals, splitting power play time equally? Yeah, maybe maybe it doesn't happen, and you can't do it. Like, why do Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl have so many points? Well, they're the most talented players in the league. But also, they play a minute and forty-five seconds of every single power play. They'll, they'll take it. They'll take it all until they get their cookie. Yeah, like guys, guys love their cookies, and you get paid. You get paid to score goals, and I think it's going to be very challenging for DJ Smith to divide power play ice time because you've got you've got a unit of Brady Kachuk, Drake Batherson. Tim Stutzla, Josh Norris, and Thomas Shabbat. That was your power play last year. That were your And one thing I liked about the Ottawa Senators last year, I thought they had a great power play. And it really started to gel at the end of the year. But now all of a sudden, you've added Alex Dabrinkit and you've added Claude Giroux. Two guys that are number one power play guys, especially Dabrinkit. Like he, he's a trigger man. Giroux as well. Like It's going to be fascinating to see how DJ Smith manages the ice time because like I coached junior hockey for the last three years. It's not the same as the NHL, but it's when you're trying to manage personalities, make sure guys are on, it's it's difficult. Man, I I'm not saying I wouldn't want to be DJ Smith because I would love to coach in the NHL, but I, I am really fascinated 
to see how this plays out. I, I, I don't care what anybody says. You can't have a 1A and a 1B. It doesn't work. How? What are your thoughts on DJ Smith as a coach there? Sometimes it's tough to judge a coach when the team doesn't have talent. Like I look at Detroit for years in Blashill, and I was like, I don't know if he can coach or not. He doesn't have any players. You know, what are your thoughts on DJ Smith and how he's done and, and really what's about to change for him here? Yeah, I, I really like DJ Smith as a coach. Yeah. I, for me, for me when, I, when I evaluate a coach, I, I'm not – the assistant coaches in t- today's game, they're doing the X and O's, they're doing the video. You look who grabs the clipboard when the when the net's empty when you got to design a play. It's the assistant coach. My 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 ideal head coach is a guy that can manage personalities. And one thing DJ can do, and I and I and I hear this from his players, he'll get he'll get the most out of his players because they get the feeling that he wants them to do well. Like he's he's in the battle with them, versus he's not above them. And Barry, I had Barry Trotz in Nashville. And, and Trotsky had that ability just to get his guys to, to to do what he wanted because you wanted to play for him because you knew he wanted you as a player to do well. And, and I think that's one of DJ's best skills. He's really good at relating to the players. He gets the message across. You watch Ottawa play. Uh, they play hard. I, I think we heard this last year when they were losing. They were one of the hardest teams to play against. You know when you're playing against them. Um now he's got some skilled players, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how he, you know, I know DJ likes to play a physical game. Are you going to get guys to play that same style? You, I think he will be. Um, so to answer your question, yeah, I think he's a real good coach. He's had success uh, in the Memorial Cup with Oshawa, uh, and I think he does a good job of getting his players to, to buy in and to play hard for him. How's Anton Forsberg going to handle this? Um, I'm I'm a Cam Talbot fan in terms of I, I like his presence. I think his his demeanor walking into the Ottawa Senator dressing room this year would have been one of a of a of a leader, someone that they could go to, talk to, uh, gone for seven weeks to start the season. How do you see this playing out in net? Yeah, well, he's injured, what is it, six weeks, guys? He's going to be out for about four to six weeks, which is a tough break. I thought it was a great a great move. I think it was exactly what they needed. It's going to be uh, it's going to be two guys that can take the net. Forsberg was really good last year. Could you say he's unproved? Yeah, small sample size. So I, I think it's a real good move. And, and as a defenseman, I always had a really good relationship with my with my goaltenders. And you get a guy that comes in, like he says, that's confident, He's got a little bit of swagger, and he kind of—he's a leader. And you say, you know, obviously your goaltender's not going to wear a letter unless he's Roberto Luongo. But uh, just that ability. And I can remember when Tom Barrasso came into Ottawa when I was playing for the Ottawa Senators. He just had a presence about him, and uh, he had such a presence that we were afraid to shoot high on him and warm up. I think all the all the shots, <laughs> every single. Every single shot was exactly a foot off the ground and right at the pads because if you hit them high, you'd have a, sw- a stick coming swinging back at you. But just it, it just kind of, as a team, at least I thought this way, Kipper, it kind of made you grow another couple inches because you had a guy he has some experience. Uh, he was an all-star last year, and it just kind of it just kind of puffs you up a little bit as a team. Before we let you go, Yorkie, you just want to get your take on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, the miserable showing in Game 1, Game 2, uh, a little bit better. What are your thoughts on how they've looked so far and your expectations this year? I think they'll be fantastic again during the regular season. 
Like, yeah. unfortunately for Toronto, it's we're not going to know until the playoffs come. I think we'll be one of the best teams in the regular season. How can they not be? Austin Matthews, he's going to score at least 60 goals. I think he's got a chance to go to over 60. I could see him getting 70. He's that good. I think he's going to be awesome. Marner as well. I, I think regular season, I see no issues. Um, maybe goaltending. It's going to get interesting tomorrow. Have they named the starter yet, by the way, guys? Uh, we, we named Matt Murray. We did, yeah. It's can not even a question. The, it's not even a question. Kipper, Kipper, can you imagine, though, if he doesn't start? Like, what what, what, what message are you sending to Matt Murray yeah. if you don't start? Yeah, they're, 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 they're not that dumb. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite confident that, uh, yeah, they're not that dumb. So that, that would be my only question mark. But I think they're good enough. They're going to score enough. They're, they're a really good team. So, Barney, I think they'll be a great team. And we'll see once again when the playoffs come and who they draw in the first round. Like, they'll be a playoff team. Unfortunately for Toronto, it's going to – the pressure will be there once the playoffs start. And we'll see if they can slay the dragon uh, come playoff time. All right. Uh, you didn't get run over by a motorcycle in the last minute <laughs> I got hit by a Ferrari half, a second ago. Well, did, you, did, you, yeah, did you guys hear that? So uh, oh, my yeah. wife and I, Laurel, were driving up to uh, Western Ontario. My son's got his first game tonight playing awesome. for, uh, for Western. But, uh, yeah, this motorcycle, man, he must have been going 200 miles an hour. Wow. Mm-hmm. We did hear that. Yeah, it's crazy on the 401 right now, man. Like, if you're going 130, you're going slow. Stay safe, okay? We need you on the show all year. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thank you. Jason York does a terrific job for Sportsnet Hockey Night in Canada and us on the Real Kipper and Bourne show. Ottawa is in dire need of a defenseman. Yeah. If they want to stay in this thing, if they want to look like a team that can stay in the hunt February March, go. Can you imagine how hard it is right now? Because they they've been trying all summer. Mm-hmm. Can't find one. I know. And it, Jacob Chikrin's out there, but you're not willing to give up what they want, which is one of the guys that makes you believe you have a future. You know the the th- another reason they want a guy like that, a, a defenseman of some variety, is because all these young guys you're trying to develop don't develop when they're standing in the D zone waiting for the puck. You know what I mean? Like, you can't do anything as a young guy if your D-man can't get the puck out of the corner, can't give you a breakout pass, can't hit you with a stretch pass up the ice. You need to play in the right end of the rink, and if you don't have D-man, you don't get the chance to play. Thomas Shabbat, to me, is now feeling a lot of weight on his shoulders. I, I don't think he's off to a great start. No. And uh, I think if he looks around and he goes, hold on for a second. Uh, Jake Sanderson supposed to be my like second best guy on, on this blue line to help me. So they got Shabbat with Zub, Zub, Sanderson and Hamanich, Brandstrom and Holden. Brandstrom still. No, 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 no. Fringe guy. That was a. Uh, if 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 they could get a do over with Vegas, uh, that's not the guy. No, interesting. That was the Stone deal, right? That was the Mark Stone deal. They would not go down that path. It's just uh, God. The Sens have traded away some good players. 
He was the, the prospect centerpiece, right, in yep. that trade. Correct. Yeah, it has not worked out that way. No. No. Maybe that's why Dorian's a little gun shy here. Yeah, to, to pull the trigger on a chicken deal. We yep. pulled the trigger on a lot of deals this offseason. You wouldn't think that. I don't think. Chick, uh, is Signing chick, guys chick, is different. Chick, well, I guess is chick, Chickren's hurt too now. He's not yeah. back in the lineup yet, is he? No, I don't think so. Well, they could have used him last night. I'm sure he'd turn they, the ties. The, you know, you know who uh, was really ripping it up for the Coyotes so far? Nick Ritchie. Two snipes. Two power play goals to open the season up for the... And on a more solid... Rich was great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> God, you're quick with that. And a more, and a more uh, somber uh, thing here. Andre Kasha sent home possible concussion. No way. Yeah. Okay, it, that's enough. It's got to be That's time. enough. <coughs> Son, no more. No more. Evaluated for a concussion. No yeah. more. Can't. You know, it's like, you know, it reminds me of Ryan Klo for years. Mm-hmm. So good yeah. and kept trying to come back and kept trying to come back. Great and eventually, player in his prime, man. Great oh, player. Yeah. Great player. But, you a know, horse. ability yeah. has nothing to do no. with it once your brain yeah. is just that sensitive. All right. Let's hope he's okay and uh, oh, that's makes sickening. the right decision for himself. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Rick Tockett will join us after the break. We'll get into uh, some great storylines early this National Hockey League season, and we'll follow it up with Friday text and YouTube comments uh, to take us right into the hour. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, back after these words. Everything you need to know about the Blue Jays. Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A regular guest on the Real Kipper and Show last uh, season. Glad to have him on board for 22-23. All I have to say is the pocket talk it. Rick Talk it, NHL leader in Gordie Howe hat tricks. That's all you need to know about the man. That's career defining. Talk, how are you? Hey, how are you guys? <laughs> how was the summer? Oh, too fast, buddy. <laughs> how about you? Yeah, you know what? It was like June, I thought, oh, you know, it's going to be a great summer. Next thing I know, like, I'm, you know, we were doing the TNT game uh, yesterday, two days ago. Like, so it went pretty quick. So, like, it, another year uh, in the broadcast booth since you turned down the Toronto Maple Leafs for a, a, a job. Um, you know, I mean, it's been been e- an easy gig for you. Yeah, it's been great. It's a you know great company to work for. A lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's just been great. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I had a couple of interviews this summer. Just you know, you're always looking for the right fit if it ever comes along. But it's uh, it's been great doing this, and it, uh, you get to watch hockey. Well, that is a fascinating, you know, I, I am interested in sort of your your wait for the right fit for you talk. Do you have something in mind? You, you got to be a head coach, got to be the right city, got to be with a superstar. What, what is your, what are you looking for exactly? Yeah, about five superstars. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and and tax-free in Florida. And, and you know, Vasilevsky and Sesterkin and that. That How's sounds that? good. Uh, sounds you know, yeah, 1A, 1B. <laughs> uh, well, you just want, I just want to, you, you want to obviously, management team is important. It's yeah. you know, a solid management team that, you know, you can deal with. Obviously, you know, an ownership group that gets it. Um, 
you know, and a team that has a chance, you know, listen, and that's what every coach, you know, everybody wants, you know, yeah. like, I mean, that might never happen. So, um, you know, you just want to be put in a good position, you know, that last couple of gigs, uh, you know, you're in different, you know, tough situations, but it, it's a learning process and, you, and, you, and it was a blast. Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm doing something that I really love. It's all, it really is a lot of fun and it's, uh, it's scratching another itch that I like. And, um, and, uh, you know, you get to watch the whole league, you know, instead of just, you know, your team, you know, you're sometimes you're just kind of in your own bubble. So this has been actually a learning process. And I get to, t- I, I usually talk about three, two or three of my buddy coaches that, you know, you, you still kind of pick their brains and see what they're doing. So it, it does help you, you know, it does help you. From scratching an itch to scratching your head, what were your thoughts when you saw Biznasty talking to Sid through the Jumbotron last night? <laughs> Listen, does anything surprise you with that guy? I mean, <laughs> no. he, he, that was a, another one. Uh, that was another one. That, uh, you know, that's another level he went to. Uh, you know what? It's funny. A couple of guys, uh, a couple of buddies of mine, guys that played before asked me, what do you think of that? And, it's kind of uh it was kind of like I'm 50-50 like I you know and I'm really close with I love this. Uh part of me I did like it but I I don't know if you want a steady diet of that, you know, get the interview and then some guy chirp on the bench either way. Um but I I don't know did it What's the feedback you guys are getting? Well, uh, the first question I asked talk uh, uh, to our group here is and you could answer this best because you know him pr- uh, better than any of us. How would Sid have liked it? Um, <laughs> I think the pause <laughs> might have, might have well, told me something. I, I, I think at the time, what did he have a goal? Yeah, I know he scored. Did he have an assist? I can't remember. They were up three nothing. Um, there's a superstitious guy. He might be flying in biz every superstitious. Sid's such a humble guy. I think he would be worried about the other team, like, you know, kind of embarrassing the other team. I, I don't know if biz was embarrassing him, but... That's what maybe Sid would think. Um, I don't know. I think a one-off, he's okay with it. I don't think he'd want to stand by Yes, I agree. You know, it's actually interesting because I wanted to ask you this too, Kipper, and you get both your guys' take on this. Last night, or the night before, Colorado plays Chicago. Jack Johnson plays for Chicago now at the banner raising, and Johnson comes around in his Blackhawks jersey arm-in-arm with Colorado before that game. What are your thoughts, Talk, on how you feel about it? Kipper, I don't know who you want to go first. or I'll let our guests go. You go, Talk. Uh, you know what? I, 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 me personally, um, you do it quickly. Uh, you do your picture. I, I want to get off the ice quickly. Uh, yeah, no offense. Like, I, listen, I love the fact, you know, it, you know, it's everybody's choice. I don't know if I want to stay there, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Um, but, um, and I get it. It was great to see. Um, I, me personally, I just, I wouldn't want to be just kind of standing there the whole time because, you know, as a player, when you get traded or you, you move on, like, you know, you, you look at Kadri's comments that we, you know, we actually interviewed him. He was, he was hilarious in the sense that, you know, he's, he's off the text chains with those guys, you know, yeah, right. Calgary and Colorado, there's, it could, it could come down to them in a playoff. So you got to kind of separate yourself. I know in the old days, you really try to separate, you know, buddies used to fight each other. And I'm not saying I'm promoting that, right. but I think that your new teammates, the team you go to, when you do that and they say, Hey, this guy's committed, you do inspire teammates. So uh, I probably would have done it, but very quickly. Listen, uh, I, I'm with you on, on the quick part because there is a, a level of awkwardness on it, but you've earned the right to be there. And if anyone Correct. has a problem with it, and you haven't won a Stanley Cup, I don't want to hear from you. Scram beat it. Yeah. 
Great, great point. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Uh, staying on the Pittsburgh Penguins for a second here, talk uh, just your surprise to keep the band together. Malkin stays, Latang stays, and how much is left for uh, these, these three guys, including Sid, to win them one more cup? Yeah, I'm bullish on them. I, I know, uh, I mean, I, was, I you know, I got some inside in there, and I, apparently Crosby and Latang were just monsters in training camp. I, their training, level of training, um, I don't think they're misplaced. I love their team. I think, you know, nobody talks about them. Like we had a big segment on who, who can dethrone Colorado. Nobody said Pittsburgh. Um, they got to be in the mix. I, you know, teams for me like Pittsburgh and St. Louis and Calgary, you know, and I, I think Edmonton, obviously, with the talent level, they have chances, you know, and I'm probably missing some teams. People will get mad at me, but, uh, but Pittsburgh definitely has to be in that mix. Uh, they just had some bad luck the last three, four, five years, you know, whether it's the goaltending hurt, whether it's bad goaltending in one year, uh, Sid getting hurt, you know, uh, it, it just, it seems like they have the, you know, the dark cloud over them, but, um, you know, they, they, they're, they're, the way they're coached, their system, they're always going to be in the mix and they can, you know, they get to the, they get to the dance here in the playoffs healthy. Uh, Jari, you know, plays like he did in the regular season last year. I mean, how can you not have them as a, you know, a team that can, that can go all the way. Talk, what are your thoughts on age in general um, when it comes to NHL teams? Because I, I, I asked because, you know, the, the Leafs are getting older. They're, I think, the seventh or eighth oldest team in the NHL now. Um, you know, it, you always hear it's a young league and these young players make such a difference. But I sort the league by average age. The top teams are Pittsburgh, Washington, Tampa Bay, Calgary. There's Carolina, Boston, Toronto, St. Louis. Like, good teams are the oldest teams in the leagues. What are your thoughts on where the league is at age-wise and what you need? Well, yeah, like teams you mentioned, all teams that have a chance to win. You, you know, when you have those aging teams or, you know, the teams that, you know, veteran-laden, you got to have like the Cairo and Thomas, like St. Louis Cairo and Thomas pushing the envelope. You know, yeah. you got to have those young guys coming up. Uh, you, you just can't be like, I know Pittsburgh's, you know, they don't have a lot of young guys in that lineup. So it's a make or break this year or next year. Uh, but you got to get that other layer up. You know, you got to get some of these young guys playing, pushing, you know, the speed, keeping up with that, you know, like, uh, you know, we talked about, you know, which team should have pulled the trigger and, and retooled Boston, Washington, or Pittsburgh, you know, like, you know, it, to me, it's the teams that who have the, the younger guys that are still in the lineup have a better chance to, to, to keep it going. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's one for me that you got to find young guys in that lineup, especially with the cap, you know, with the cap uh, era too. One one of the things outside of the net was uh, the bottom six for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they've got a different look gone on the fourth line as a, a Wayne Simmons, at times Jason Spezza, guys in and out. Sometimes they they flip flopped on uh, more skill, more toughness, back to more skill. Now we've got Austin Reese and uh, Kubel back there. Um, where are you on the line of what you truly need? And I. I only mention that because I watched uh, Hathaway and and Connor Sheary, who you're familiar with, kind of buzz around last night. And maybe, unfortunately for Washington, they were the best line. But how important is that fourth line? And where is that line between just being a hard forecheck or or maybe even even being able to protect a a star player like Austin Matthews? Yeah, great point, Nick. In, in the sense that. You know, I'm not sure you can just have that heavy, slow line anymore. I, I, I think, you know, can you, if you have the luxury to have four guys in that fourth line, then 
you know, for me, Connor Shuri and even Hathaway skates well. That's a good fourth line. I mean, I, I, I tend to go with that, um, you know, the old days of having that heavy line. Um, you know, I worry for Tampa a little bit with Maroon and, and, and Perry and Belmar being effective. Um, you know, I love those guys. Uh, I'm not sure in a playoff series. And I thought Toronto exposed Tampa uh, uh, in, in, in that. I, I, I felt that that fourth line Tampa didn't play that much. They played more against Florida, actually, than they did against Toronto. Um, so you can get exposed uh, if you have a, a heavy line that doesn't skate well. You know, the boots aren't as good. You know, the heart's still there. they still got good puck production. But this is a four-checking transition game. You know, Nick, you know that. It's, it's a, you know, it's, it's pursue the – it's, you know, to turn the puck over and then go north as, soon, as quick as possible. It's not a half-court game. So, you know, years ago, you could, you know, play that half-court game down, you know, below the hash marks. and But now you lose that puck, it's gone. And um, so I think you got to be careful of those fourth lines if they're a little heavy in the, heavy on the boots. Can I ask your experience with fourth-line guys in Pittsburgh with Sidney Crosby? Because I always heard that there were often times when there was, like, it was question on we need to protect Sid better than this. This is ridiculous. We don't have a heavy weight. And... Sometimes they needed one. Sometimes they didn't need one. Did you get that sense when you were there that there was always a an ongoing question on how much protection a guy like Sid needed? Yeah, I mean, it would have been nice. Uh, I mean, you know, as assistant coach, we didn't have a true guy. I, I actually, when I took the Arizona job, they went and got Ryan Reeves. Um, you know, there were some nights where, you know, I wish, you know, I mean, I wish, I, Nick, I, I could put, I told you, I wish I could put my skates on right now for one shift for you. You know, the, you just... Because you see it, but I think the league's changed. You know, they're, 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 the star guys are protected more. I, I don't buy people complain that the star guys get hurt and shit. I, I don't buy that. I, I think it's, uh, you know, it's still, a, you know, a game with body contact. Um, so maybe a few years ago I said, yeah, I don't know now. Um, you know, we won the cup both years, and we had the Wolfsbury guys. Like, we had a Brian Rust or, a, you know, a, a Scott Wilson played a little bit for us, or Connor Shurik was on the fourth line. You know, we live with that. Tommy Kuhnhackle, uh, you know, very fast players uh, that could turn, you know, the game around for you. So um, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I, I tend to go to that route, even though, you know, you'd still like to find that top player that can play, that could be a fast player too, don't get me wrong. And that fourth line, guys, they have to kill penalties. I was talking to Craig Booby the other day, and he actually has a lot of penalty killers this year, but in the past we always talk about that fourth line, you can't have a fourth line that nobody penalty kills. It, it really hurts your lineup. It really does. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And the Leafs do have that a little bit more this season. Um, you know, the the big off-season deal was the Huberto, Goodrow, Kachuk, you know, the, the whole Florida and Calgary shuffling. Uh, what are your thoughts on those two teams and how it changed their outlooks heading into this season? Any early returns on uh, on what you've seen? Well, I'll tell you what. Um the Cal- I, I was in, uh, we did the Colorado and we did the Chicago game. And it was, you know, obviously a little bit most of the time men against boys. But I, I told the guys that, yeah, okay, McCarr and yeah, McKinnon and Nikushkin, and, you know, they dominated that whole game. But, you know, I was a little worried for Colorado not having that Kadri, that second luxury centerman. But, I mean, that's a huge thing that Bednar have. He doesn't have anyone yet. You know, you've got to try to get new hook. Um, and it's good. I, I can't wait for them to go into Calgary and see what they got. And, if you watch the game, you know, Calgary has at top to bottom, they don't have the talent level, obviously, of a, of a Colorado, the top two guys. 
But overall, I mean, they're, they're a good hockey team, and they showed it against Colorado. I know Colorado played the night before, but they didn't really break a sweat, let's face it, against Chicago. Um, so I thought it was a great trade for Calgary. And, but I love, I love a Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk. You know, I, I think he's going to add a little swagger to that Florida team to go in and beat Tampa, you know, and, 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 and stuff, you know, turn, turn the tide there in, the, in that state. But I think, in the, you know, in that short term or, you know, in Tree Living getting those guys signed up, those three, the three guys signed up. I mean, oh my God, that, you know, a hell of a job by Brad. And you know, it's opening night, but still pays dividends. It will be in Colorado their first game at home. I'm watching Uyghur last night, and uh, I look at Florida's blue line, and I'm wondering why would they let him go? Yeah, that's the one, Nick. I, I kind of, I was, I don't know. Um, I said on the telecast, you know, we talked about Florida. I think Florida's like. You know, we have we were sponsored by DraftKings. I think Florida is the third, you know, best team by DraftKings to win. You know, whatever they're, I forget what the odds are. Have third best odds, and I I question that. I don't think their defense now. Zito might have something up his sleeve here at Christmas. You know, add some defense, but this current defense is not going to get them through the playoffs. Or you know, uh, no way. I, I, and maybe I'm wrong. Unless they get stellar goaltending, but uh, you know, you look at the last. You know, who was in the playoffs last year? I mean, who won the cup last year in the finals? Tampa and Colorado. Those defense on both those teams is what you want. Like, start defensemen with heavy guys in the 5 6 role that block shots. Pelly, Ryan McDonough, I mean, you know, Hedman, you go, you know, Chernak. Uh, you know, you just go down the list, and then you got Colorado. You know, who's their six? You know, is it Eric Johnson? Like, he, he, I don't know how Florida can win with that defense. You know, I might be wrong, I just don't see it. And with all those MGM commercials uh, with Gretz, is he giving you any tips? Is he giving you, is he making you money? Who, Gretz? Yeah. Uh, not really. Gretz, yeah, really. Gretz is, the only check uh, Gretz gets is from MGM. <laughs> I'd like, like to see him a little more on those commercials, though. He, only, he doesn't get, you know, Jamie Foxx and those guys. I don't, Gretz is on there in those commercials, but I don't think he gets much airtime. I don't know. He gets a, he gets about five, five seconds or something. I like, and, know, I'd like to, yes. like to see him on there a little bit more, right? Yeah, tell tell them to remind them that he once hosted Saturday Night Live. Well, listen, we, we, we killed him the other night. We showed all this. He was, dan- you know, there's a video of him dancing up at Gazer, his, his summer home, and then you got all this, you know, Saturday Night Live and all these different things that where he's dancing. And like, uh, he, he was pretty red on. He kind of was embarrassed. He goes, "Stop putting those dancing videos on, will you?" The problem is, talk. They'll they'll find stuff on you too, right? hundred oh, percent. I mean, I got this one thing. I got a I got a half, like one of those half shirts on. <laughs> like, it's one of the worst on. posters I've ever it always circles every once in a while. So like, this is the eighties. You didn't wear the odd mesh tank. Wing, that that yeah. damn internet man gets you every that time. Damn internet, I know. Talk, yeah. have a great weekend watching the games. Always appreciate your time on our show. Thanks guys. Take care. Thanks, Thanks Talk. Stanley Cup champion. TNT analyst. He's the best. He is really good. Cannot believe he's not a head coach right now. Do you want to uh, give away or give out uh, a text number? Yes. We are going to take questions, which we haven't done this year. It's Friday. Text 590-590. Sam, is that still the thing yeah, we can do? that's the thing. And we got some YouTube stuff, too. You can add it. You can mention, ask questions in YouTube. Nice. Add us on Twitter. Uh, send a letter that will be here for next Friday. Uh, convincing win by Calgary over the Stanley Cup champions? Yes. But... 
Colorado I, got in like four in the morning. Yes, three or four in the morning. Yeah. Uh, despite uh, a rather easy game against Chicago. Yeah. No, I don't know if that's a fair representation, but I do think the Cadre thing's a significant blow for them. Like he mentioned, luxury center. Like now they look like any other team to me. Their second line's okay. You know, their D are unbelievable. Tell, tell me the last time a Stanley Cup team, if they did lose a significant uh, free agent, uh, that they didn't somehow replace it. Mm-hmm. And Colorado to start the season was in no position to replace Kadri. This is, they are hurt as much as anyone by the salary cap being flat, you know, when they needed to go out and, and add. Unfortunately, they weren't able to. They got to pay some other people. And yeah, you just get worse. It's like you won last year in six games. You're a little worse. Maybe you just win the cup again in seven games. I don't know what you're hoping for, but it's uh, it's going to be tough for them. I think I don't think they're the favorites in the West, despite all the betting odds. All right, Sammy, you got anything for us? Got lots of stuff, actually. People are really fired up about us taking... I know you guys love this so much. So we do good. love this yeah. so much. Uh, what do we want to start? Okay. This is close to my heart. So, so, boys, I'm getting married in a month, and my wife wanted to use You Make My Dream Come Through True as the entrance music for a reception. Yeah. Amazing. It was the quickest nope I've ever given her. <laughs> He's like... Tyrone and Scarborough. <laughs> Who's that? From Tyrone Scarborough? and Scarborough. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. He he's seen that end in failure too many times. <laughs> for his wife's sake, he should tell her this yeah. ends quickly I, if you do this. Have we have we all given our thoughts on what it should be? No, I, I also haven't you ha- put in do it. You have do you thoughts? have a thought? Do you have a thought, Kipper? I, I don't really care. Just, just not that. Not just not that. How about like just generic techno What about song? individual goal songs no. by players? No, I hate that. No. Just the beeps every then, time Matthew then, scores? Then, you know, it goes from the song to uh, what, uh, your own personal celly. Like, where does it yeah. end? Yeah, Oh, heaven forbid someone we're, we're, celebrate in their own manner honestly, of choosing. Uh, just win a hockey game for <laughs> yeah. sakes. <laughs> um, yeah, what about uh, what about just like Sandstorm? Something like Techno-y. Just a generic techno song. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We we put some time into what it should be, but I agree that uh, yeah, maybe as a wedding song, you can find an alternate choice. See, you see what he did though. He put the hammer down, Sammy. Mm. I, I, did you learn anything off of that? No, I I keep the hammer. Up. You don't have a hammer. I keep the hammer up. <laughs> <laughs> the hammer is not down. It is up. You're the thing the gavel gets struck on. <laughs> You're not the one swinging. Uh, yes, dear. Uh, yes, dear. Okay. What well, you guys want a conspiracy theory? This is from John. Nick- this is from John. Mi- oh no, sorry. This is from Logan's Life. Is it the, on- from Theo Fleury? No, it's oh. no, it's, no, it's not from Jamie Slade. Uh, Logan's Life on YouTube. Conspiracy theory in all caps. Leafs lose in the first round. Dubas gets fired and gets hired as the new GM in Arizona, recruits Matthews. See what Kipper and Bourne think. First oh. off, I like what he's doing. <laughs> but you can't fire Bill Armstrong, who has done everything the NHL yeah, presumes. I do think the league That's has not said, happening. The league has said to Bill Armstrong, yeah. you can't be good for three years. We can't be embarrassed and have you in the cup final in the Mullet Arena. I did have a conversation with someone today, and She's got a long and, pass. We, and we did discuss this um, at pretty good length yesterday. But you know, we can revisit it a little bit. Uh, if in fact by Christmas the Leafs are in really good shape, again, Kyle could turn the, the the tables on the on the Leafs, and 
remind them, and I'm sure a few media people would be there in, in Kyle's corner pushing the same thing, is why do you want to risk letting this guy go? Mm-hmm. Because he could be as much of a free agent as Nazem Kadri was this summer. What's really so, tough so, is... So that's the risk. Yeah. But the other risk is why do I want to hire a guy who can't build a playoff team and has had upteen tries? Mm-hmm. Also fair. Well, both, this, both sides this, of the argument are very fair. But this is the point if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs or if you're Kyle Dubas is that if you're saying you haven't won in the playoffs so you don't trust him enough to keep him around, well, then, like, I guess they just run out the contract and then see, but then Dubas can go wherever he wants. If they win the Stanley Cup, then Dubas is a free agent, and the Leafs go, oh, they're, they're left going like this. Well, we didn't know that, you know what I mean? Like, imagine that. Imagine they don't give him a contract because they don't. we haven't seen first-round success. Yeah. They win the Cup, and Dubas says, he didn't want to sign me. Oh, I'll go somewhere they want me then. All I build is Cup winners. That's, That's the ha- risk. Uh that's what happened essentially to Barry Trotz leaving Washington, if you remember. Mm-hmm. That uh, they wouldn't sign him to a contract. Because he hadn't had Then he the wins success. the Stanley Cup, and it was completely um, – they couldn't recover off of that. Nobody could recover. Uh, you didn't they, want me at my – You didn't want me. I was already – I knew I'm on my way game. out. I don't know how hard Washington pushed – to, to, to maybe bring him back off his cup run, but the damage was done. Mm-hmm. Uh, both sides had probably had that line in the sand, and Tom Reardon's uh, head coach the following year. Fascinating to to think. So Dubas is sort of a grudgy, vengeful guy. Is I, he? Oh, he is. I, really? Yes, very much. Oh, I'm, that's interesting. I'm curious to see if he feels right now, okay, they don't want to extend me. Well, whatever happens this year, that's it for me. I... I wouldn't rule that out. I'm not ruling that out, that he feels that way. I right? would rule that out. Yeah? I, yeah. If, if, why, they, though, if they have like, great he's success. A com- he's a competitive guy who... Sign me then. Sign me. We do I not agree. agree. I think I agree with Borny. Like, I th- I could definitely see him being like that. Like, like, sorry, we had 115 points last year and went to game seven and lost 2-1, but if you don't think I, I can do it, uh, then... I think success would breed a, a nice contract. From the Leafs, yeah, and he stays. If they win a round, two rounds, yes. What, yeah. If there's success and you like the team, and uh, and then you could say, okay, he's he's built me a playoff success. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, the Arizona thing but not happening because I think the league and Arizona also, are in cahoots. There's also a side, and I, I think um, Logan. I think was it Logan or Logan was before that. Uh, who mentioned Arizona? This is oh, a, a yeah, Logan. Yeah, Logan yeah. Okay, Logan mentions Arizona taking him. I do believe that outside teams right now are watching this closely, and there wouldn't be a – if they get knocked out in the first round, I don't think there'd be teams lining up for I agree. Kyle Dubas. But I do there think would not it only be. takes one, and there would be some team that would yeah. like what he's done here and said, you know what, after we've been through, we'll take yeah. seven years of 100 <laughs> points. Yeah. I think there's a – there's a chance that if if this season goes a little sideways, they barely make the playoffs. They get knocked out in the first round. Kyle Dubas may be Jason Botterill mm-hmm. for the next 
he may be two, the three, four special years. assistant to the special assistant, assistant of- to the assistant <laughs> to the. You know, this is a better spot for you. This yeah. is where you are probably most comfortable. <laughs> Just got a great text. That's very true from Ian Toronto. If the Leafs win the cup and Dubas leaves, that's a great problem to have. Oh yeah, well, they, but yeah, this is, I'll take. Hey, I would trade that. In a- <laughs> but this, ironically, is something that Dubis and crew have been saying. So I remember them talking about Mitch Marner uh, and their superstars, and there was a lot of debate about having Marner not signing them sooner. You know, like giving, trying to get all these young guys sooner. And I remember them saying, you know, if they score a bajillion points and cost us a bajillion dollars, well, that's a good problem to have. That's a problem. We want them to put us in that spot. And then they got put in that spot and got taken for all the money. Mm. You know, so I, yeah. Well, the biggest problem between, um, the biggest problem, if you want to go back and kind of look at it, is that Matthews and Marner should have had offset seasons to sign the real problem was that they lined them up together. Are they together? Yeah. No, they're, they're a year apart. Okay. Right? So Matthew should have gone first, and then the following year it should have been Marner that needed a contract. But they needed them together, and they needed them together off of Tavares' contract. Yeah. And that that's that drove it over uh, a very comfortable line, and the rest is history over... Yeah, a, I'm glad a flat we flat salary cap. Yeah, but, glad we did like a full show on their contracts last year. We had a good show on that last year. I don't, I don't ever want to do it again though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else but anyways, know? it's uh, it's uh, it will be a fabulous uh, case study to watch this whole thing evolve for Kyle Dubas because mm-hmm. I I gotta think he's a little pissed right now. Um, Asking for a contract and then being denied. I, I would be. I, I think that's you, fair. You do guys make, make a good point. And I don't know. He just doesn't strike me to be this vindictive guy to leave. But, oh, yeah. you know, you may know more. Oh, yeah. Wrestling guy. Loves loves that stuff. <laughs> he would have been so excited to see The Rock. Oh, he probably paid, personally paid for The Rock to yeah. be there. Um, What do we got? That'd be a big paycheck. Uh, to me, one of the least biggest problems in the playoffs. This is from John Mitchell on YouTube. To me, one of the Leafs' biggest problems in the playoffs has been lack of secondary scoring. Do you guys think they have done enough to address that? It's a good question. I was actually thinking, so the third line that they currently have constructed with Yarncroft, Kerfoot, Engvall, ballpark goals for these guys would be what? 18 for Engvall, 15 for Yarncroft, 15 for Kerfoot, something like that. In that like between the three of them, we're talking about 50 goals yes. they should score. Roughly, I just gave you 47, 48. I Tops. think 50's fair is on the high end. I, I just, see, my mind goes to a first round and can Kerfoot score in the first round? Yeah. I, I don't care if he gives me 12 or 16 or right. 22. Give me three in but the first seven games. can he go out there? And uh, and look like a guy that can make that pass last night, and not that guy that. Okay, hold on for a second. You're you're trying to run somebody out of the building, but you're not very good at it, and you went to the penalty box. Remember? I do remember. I believe that was the five on three. That's not the Kerfoot I saw over eighty-two games. Why are you now trying to be a guy that? uh, he's trying to run people. Was it Headman? Who do you go? At? Yeah, was he a was really a good, lame, aggressive, a lame call, re- good aggressive play. <laughs> no, no, no. It was a good call and a lame, aggressive, non-aggressive play. See, it's uh, seven games, <laughs> one goal, one assist in the playoffs last year. So that's what I look at: uh, secondary scoring in a seven-game series. Yeah. And well, 
between those three guys, Yarncroft, Kerfoot, Engvall, you know, if they're going to get 50, that's will, one will every they, other game. Will they plus? Will they over 82 games come up with a, a style of play that will help them score when it really gets tight? In a best of seven series, you need them to score four goals. Ooh. Four goals. Do you envision that? Yes, I do. Okay. Being optimistic because it's the end of a Friday. <laughs> this is from Tyler in Muskoka. What were your thoughts on Jack Campbell's first game in Edmonton? Uh, kind of mirrored a little bit Samsonov last night. Yeah, they shot Horrific that one by his glove there. start. So bad. I needed that. And I needed those first two goals after watching Murray get lit up. I turned <laughs> that on. I was like, oh, thank God that happened. I, I, think, I think Jack's shut down after uh, the 3-0 uh, was impressive. Yeah. I do. And then he ran someone over, too. Looked like a, he had a little collision there. You know. He got credited for a hit. Did he? <laughs> He's on, on board, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I try to, like, consider what to expect from Jack Campbell this year after what we saw from him in his time in Toronto. And I think he's going to be fine. He'll be like a 907 or something. I don't think he's going to win the Vezna. I don't think he's going to stink. I don't think we're going to get to overreact to something here probably as much be as we would than, love to. Probably going to be better than Mike Smith. He, well, you know what? Mike Smith's numbers last year were super good. Until the playoffs. I still think they were good. No. He got... It, he got holes shot at him for a I long know he time. Did. I know. And he has, listen, he's Mike Smith. He, he, he did ridiculous things at ridiculous times. And there's, uh, last season, Mike Smith was a 915 save percentage. And in the first round, 16 games, or sorry, in the playoffs, 16 games, he was a 913. So I know save percentages and everything, and he did have bad games and all that, but that guy's career, his career numbers are baffling. Remi- I just you forget how good he was. Remind me of who's uh, behind Jack Campbell and Stuart Skinner. Mm-hmm. Young they guy. Like they like him. They do like him. They like him a lot. Yeah. And I think they got a third guy they're really happy with, too. I think they're... Flurb, flurbles. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the flurbster. <laughs> the flurbster's so good. Uh, what else we got here? We do think Jack's going to be fine. And, and Sam, uh, Samsonov, uh, solid after uh, the second bad Johansson goal. That was really bad goal. Really bad goal. Uh, what do we got here? Betting. This is a very good question here. This is, you want to talk about overreactions. This is from our boy SJ in North York who always texts in. Betting odds on game one starter for the playoffs based on what you've seen through the first two games for the Leafs. Murray or Samsonov only. (laughs) Oh, Murray or Samsonov only. only. That's an important qualifier. Loose change we can flip <laughs> right now. Oh, I mean, if I'm making my decision tomorrow, yeah. vacuum, uh, Sansonov starts game 100. I think it's Matt Murray because Dubas and Keith badly want him to be the guy. I sent you guys a clip of Matt Murray oh, I saw that. 10 years ago with Sue sounding exactly the same. And same with Bunting. One thing I wanted to ask you guys about. Go ahead. Uh, I'm just going to say if it's Samsonov, mm-hmm. then uh, Murray's not on the team. Not on the team. Interesting. I think I agree. I see what you see there. If it doesn't work, he's gone. If it does, he's a starter. Yeah. There's, um, o- there's, there's only uh, one place left for Matt Murray if it goes sour here, and that is long-term oh. IR. Yeah. Yeah. Intra- yeah, get that money. Get the money off. He's on the ferry to Robita Island. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you guys what your thoughts are on the board ads. We are seeing changing board oh, ads yeah. during the play. Can't stand it. Can't stand it. Bothers me. Oh, my God. 
It is like I'm it, noticing. It, it's it. giving me a headache. Really? Agreed. Yes. Completely agree. It's, it's giving me, me a headache. I'm like, uh, I, first of all, I'm trying to follow the puck like everybody else. Yeti, yeti, and, yeti, And the yeti, lights yeti. are going back, and I don't see anything. I just want to see the puck, but I get it. Everybody's clamoring to make money. I get it, but I don't know if I'm ever going to get used to like the flashing back and forth. And they may have to hold it steady, it, it, it's, it's like until the me, next commercial break or something. It's almost getting me dizzy. Yeah. What's interesting is like baseball. I saw complaints about baseball. Them saying like, "Hey, the green screen uh, the, behind the plate." Yeah, it's like behind the plate. It's on the mound. It's on the fence. That's a very different scenario. It but is different. I agree. Moving, but this exactly. is where advertising is no, going. Nobody's moving. Tw- 25 miles an hour past the moving signs yeah yeah no it it is it is a bit much and i do think that the idea is cool and i think that actually it looks cleaner often right like it's not there's not 30 ads there's one coherent ad however it changes it yeah till the play stops and then the next commercial break you sell it to whatever Whatever. the next company is. just change them off the whistles Mm mm-hmm yeah, you're changing in play. It's going to the puck. You know, it looks different the next time you're down. And then they show the replay, and you still see all the actual boards. Yeah, and it's really jarring when they flip to the like the low angle, and it's just like back to like the normal ones that you see in the rink. Yeah, it's really weird. That's fat. I mean, this is a different I wonder if different we'll conversation. Get used to it, well, probably. Yeah, we get used to anything, but like it's a milk. Fa- it's <laughs> milk. Oh. I, for- I forgot they even have milk. <laughs> yeah, you I see know. the. Fl- uh... The Panthers jersey last night. They got like oh, uh, God, they got an all-star pat, uh, jersey. They got some auto whatever their other sponsors. You can see it starting to get a little what's, NASCAR going what, here. What's the one in uh, all the European jerseys? The auto f- Skoda. Skoda is yeah, that on yeah, every single yeah. jersey? Yeah. Oh, we have uh, one last one here, and it's very it's very uh, appropriate from Susie Q on YouTube. Predictions for Saturday night, please, with a smiley face. All right. So she said it nicely. Are they in Ottawa or is that here? Here. It's here? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it's here. We do a Leaf show? Do you think we should know that or no? No, we're finding out because we're on the Leaf show and radio. You got all the time in the world. Sorry. Still on your honeymoon. Sorry. Sorry. I'm just looking right now. I think it is in Toronto. There you go. At At the vault. Should be. The vault? Yeah, that's what Matthew's called it. The vault. Convincing five, two. This is the nightmare scenario for the Leafs. The team they should beat in a big moment, like the Winter Classic or Game right. Seven. You talking Ottawa three one? <laughs> I think we're going OT. <laughs> I think we're seeing. Uh, do you think? Uh, what do you think? Sorry, uh, I I, OT, OT win for the Leafs. Okay, yeah, it's going to be. Uh, who, right, so who, it's close here. We've been mean to today. It's going to be curfew. Do you think uh, Kyle Dubas last night is going, oh, my God, I made so much progress with Mulligan, and then there, Mason Marchman scores two unbelievable goals in it Dallas. Does he score two? I think he scored yeah, two. Yeah. To me, it doesn't matter. To me, this conversation is over. Did you see his breakaway I did. It was goal? filthy. And the move he made to get out of the offensive zone to get on the breakaway was really nice, too. Like, he made a nice toe drag to get out of there. It doesn't matter, though, anymore. The conversation's over. He wouldn't Just be on the Leafs. He, wouldn't, over. he no. wouldn't be on the Leafs anymore. They wouldn't afford him. He'd be gone. He would have oh, got four, traded four, someone to make no. room for him. They'd let everyone go. They would have let him go. He's tough. He scores. Malgin, hey, Malgin's playing. Malgin's a player. Malgin's playing. 
Can you clip that for me? Malgin's a player. No, I said he's playing. No, 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 no. That's not what you said. Malgin's a player. He's a player. All right. He's a hockey player who wears skates. I I hope you're right. Bring me Nick Robertson. I'm ready. Bring me Nick Robertson. And that's not even like because of Malgin. I'm just ready. uh, Marley's haven't started yet. I don't care. I just I want to see Nick Robertson play. When can he play? Never. I don't know. I thought, they were, gonna, I thought they were going to emergency recall him or something. I don't know. Punt someone somewhere. Give me Nick Robertson. Our first full week in the books. Very good. On the Real Kipper and Born Show. Uh, awesome being on YouTube. Make sure that you uh, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Give us a rating and review. Tell us what you love about me and what you absolutely can't stand about JB and Sammy. Perfect. I agree with Kipper. Do that. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. We're back on Monday.